Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Marshall. Today's tale does not tell of the best in man, although not the worst either. Whether it's a little bit of larceny or just plain greed, we all suffer from it to a degree. Who would refuse something for nothing, or not get wise to a good deal, or latch onto a long shot if it could mean a winner? If you happen to be seeking new answers to those old questions, stay with us. This family of six ostriches, Sir Zafrula, is one of our main attractions. Ah, ostriches. Yes, we have ostriches in my country, India, also. I must caution you not to get too close to their cage. They're like magpies. <laughs> Terrible thieves. Get, get away from me. Get away. He's at the diamond on my turban. Oh, is it still there? I can't feel it. Oh, no. Oh, he's got your oh. diamond. Oh, it's too late. The ostrich has swallowed your diamond. Our mystery drama, The Rich Ostrich, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by G. Frederick Lewis and stars Don Scardino and Patricia Elliott. It is sponsored in part by Contact, the 12-hour cold capsule. I'll be back shortly with Act One. of the old days have almost died out. The fast-talking barker, step right up, folks, come one, come all. The grifter, pushing the three shells around, under which is the pea, and so on. But not entirely. In the streets of a few cities, there'll be a man on a corner dealing three cards, turning them over with the challenge. Pick the face card. However, sometimes the stakes are far higher than a few dollars. Like the time... But why hear it from me second-hand? Let's ask Jack Simon, a reporter on a Florida newspaper, to give us the facts. Facts, I'd like to give you. But facts, I was never able to get into print. By the time I got wise to the whole story, it was too late. It happened here in Sarasota, where the Hendricks Brothers Circus have their winter quarters. They come back here at the end of their season and keep themselves alive with the sideshow. By the way, there are no Hendrix brothers. Circuses always give themselves the kind of handle to make you think it's a family business catering to families. There are just two Hendrixes, Big Bill and his beautiful daughter, Julie, who I really fell for. But uh, we'll get to that later. 25, 21, 50, 75, 22, 22, uh, Dad. Dad, uh, can I talk to you a minute? Not now, Julie. I'm busy. Are you adding up the take? Yeah. I told you outside what it was. $41.80. I couldn't believe it. I had to check and see for myself. Dad, Emma Gold is leaving. What? She's blowing the show? The end of the week. I'm not surprised. 
payday's too erratic around here. That's not why she's going. She loves her trapeze work, but she's pregnant. Hmm. Okay, maybe I'll find somebody else to replace her on the high wire when the season begins. If we're still around with the season. What about Johnny? Is he leaving with her? He asked me if uh, I'd like to learn the double trapeze with him. Eh, why not? But I still want you to handle the bookkeeping, Julie. Of course I will. Now, mind you, be careful. It may look easy, but it's not. I remember when you were a baby and we had Ace DeMarco and his wife doing a double trapeze. And one day when they were doing the hand and foot exchanges, Peg DeMarco got away from Ace and fell 34 feet. Oh, Dad, I'm not a child. Maybe it'll help bring in some more audience. I sure hope so. Yeah, $41.80. That won't buy enough hay for Daisy or apples for the oranges. Well, fruit and hay are the cheapest things we can get in Florida. We'll manage. We'll keep going. I'm glad you think so. And we've got Friday, Saturday, and Sunday ahead of us. We always make it real good on weekends. Sure, sure. Sometimes I don't know why I continue with this fool show. Dad, I've never seen you like this. Last year, when we had to change over from a two-ring to a one-ring, I thought that was the end. But if this keeps up, we'll be the only one-ring, one-clown, one-chimp, one-cat circus on the circuit. Oh, stop it. You're being silly. Well, look at these expenses. Oh, gasoline for the trucks, double. Animal feed, up 25%. Accident insurance, workman's comp, almost three times. Why go on? Because it's in our blood. We've had slow times before, and you've kept this show going just to give everyone in it something to eat. I can't picture you without a show to run. I think you'd rather be dead. Well, I expect you're right, Julie. But if something doesn't happen pretty soon, I'll end up in the poorhouse. If they'll take me. Something did happen, and I was there when it happened. A well-to-do diplomat from India, Sir Zafirullah Mahmed, gave out an interview when he arrived from Washington saying he was crazy about American circuses and sideshows and could he have a private look at big bills. So, my paper sent me along to cover. Well, Sir Zafirullah, how do you like Daisy? It is like home to see an elephant again. <laughs> Sir Zafirullah, hmm? my name is Jack Simon. I'm with the Sarasota Times. I understand you've been assigned by your government to Washington. Oh, yes. Uh, that is where I see pictures of elephants and donkeys everywhere. <laughs> it uh, took me much time to understand that they are Democrats and you're Republicans. <laughs> oh, well, now, this is the kind of elephant I am used to, who speaks only from one side of his mouth. <laughs> it's a she, and her name is Daisy. Ah, well, greetings from New Delhi, Daisy. <laughs> Does she uh, make you homesick? Uh, a little, I must confess. <laughs> I hope, Sir Zafirullah, you won't think I'm intruding if I stay by your side. But my newspaper has asked me that I do. No, 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 not at all, young man. Uh, any questions I can answer, I would... I suppose be... the first question that comes to mind is, uh... Is that a turban you're wearing? Yes, it is. And it's, uh, just fabric wound around and around? And around the head. Yes. Um, are some turbans different from others? You know, longer, shorter? Oh, my, 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 yes, yes, yes. And the color of uh, the material the turban is made from differs according to one's position. Mm. A descendant of Mohammed, for instance, is entitled to wear a green wrapper to make his turban. The style, the size, the number of turns in the twist all have to do with who you are. Mm, I, I, I notice you have a very large white stone in the center of your turban. It looks like an enormous diamond. Looks? Oh, it is. 
Was that to show you're a diplomat representing your country in Washington? Oh, no, 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 my, 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 no, no, no. My government could never afford such a diamond. Uh-huh. <laughs> that stone, it weighs above 20 carats, mm. and it has been in my family for centuries. Mm. Mr. Simon, do you think we could dispense with the interview? I mean, after all, Sir Zafrulik came to see our exhibit. Please, Miss Hendricks, continue. Uh, this is our chimpanzee husband and wife, Sugar and Spice. <laughs> Beautiful. Touching. Look at the way they are holding hands. Ah, what a marriage. We could learn from them. And in the next cage is our ostrich family. We have six ostriches. And I would say of all our animals, well, they're the favorite of the children. Oh, I'd better warn you, Sir Zafrula, don't get too close to their cage. Ostriches are great thieves. One of them yesterday snatched a toupee from a man's head and swallowed it just like that. So, uh, please, be careful. Be careful. Famous last words. At that moment, Sir Zafarula cried out, then pulled his head away from the ostrich cage and seemed to stumble. We helped him to his feet, dusted him off, and as he was adjusting his turban... <laughs> the diamond! My diamond! Where is it? Well, perhaps it fell to the floor. Let's stand back, everyone. We can take a look. Uh, I'm afraid it's not on the floor. I saw one of the ostriches make a grab for it. Oh, that one, I think. Uh-oh. Uh, there's something round going down its long neck. Oh, it is my diamond. He has eaten it. He has swallowed my diamond. Look, it's running back to the other five ostriches. Keep your eye on which one it was. Otherwise, we'll never know which bird is guilty. I'm afraid I've lost track. They're all together in one corner of the cage. They look so much alike. Oh, Miss Hendricks, can you tell them apart? Oh, d- dear, no. I-, I don't know which one took it. I have never heard of such a thing. Well, what are you standing there for? What are you going to do about it? Something must be done. Immediately. Uh, please, don't upset yourself, Sir Zavrula. I- I- at least we know which cage your diamond's in. I, I think we'd better go find my dad. I- I'm sure he'll know what to do. Uh, Sir Zafrula, do I understand you correctly? That diamond is worth a quarter of a million dollars? At the very least. But to me, it is much more than dollar bills. It is the history of my family. The insignia of our lineage. Believe me, I sympathize, but I don't see what I can do. One of the ostriches nipped it off your hat, is that it? I warned Sir Zafrula not to get too close to the cage. I said, be careful. You heard me, Mr. Simon, now didn't you? Yes, we all heard you. That is neither here nor there. The diamond is my property, and I expect you to take steps to recover it. It's quite possible that since the ostrich swallowed it, it's the ostrich's property now. Well, in any case, how are you going to get it? Well, I am not an animal trainer, but it seems to me one has to remove the diamond from its stomach. But we, we don't know which ostrich it is. You see, it all happened so fast, Dad. Be reasonable. Do you imagine we could pump out the stomachs of the six birds for you? Why did it kill them? Uh, uh, couldn't you sort of wait until they'd all eaten and, uh, uh, digested and it would probably show up? Uh, the diamond. Unfortunately, the way these birds are built, that diamond could remain inside for months. Hendricks, I don't care what you do, but I expect some solution and I expect it soon. A solution. Easier said than done. I wrote up the story for the paper and it made the front page. The wire services picked it up and Big Bill, suddenly realizing the publicity value, had a banner put across the marquee which read, See the world's richest ostrich. Next night, I went back there. 
Mr. Simon, my dad doesn't want to speak to the press anymore, so if you don't mind... Uh... Miss Hendricks, what have I done? Oh, you made a big story out of it, and who knows what will happen now? Well, this may be the straw that breaks the camel's back. This could close us up, for good. Oh, believe me, I wouldn't do that to a camel. Not one of yours. Oh, very funny. Besides, from the long lines in front of your ticket office, I'd say that swallowed diamond has been a bonanza. Your business has never been so good. Oh, I'm not saying it isn't. All Judy, I'm saying... There's, there's a man with a badge out there. He's got a paper in his hand. I suspect the process server. Oh, okay, Dad. I I'll see if I can get rid of him. Oh, I bet you that darned Indian is going to sue me for every dime I haven't got. I wish you boys hadn't played it up so big in your paper. I wanted to play it down. Oh, come on, with that banner, come see the richest ostrich? Well, who sees that but the folks who live around here? But you newspaper people have made it a national story. Next thing, the TV guys will have their cameras here, and before you know it, it'll be an international incident. Oh, Dad, I, I couldn't head him off. He's here. Uh, excuse me, uh, can you tell me where I'll find William Hendricks, owner of uh, Hendricks Brothers Circus and Sideshow? You're looking at him. Yeah. Now, I am pleased to meet you. I am Harry Yancey, Sheriff. Now, I have here a restraining order which I am empowered to deliver. Now, what's the order, Harry? Oh, well, hi. Jack didn't see you. Now, I'll read it. <clears throat> the Association for the uh, Protection of Swift-Footed Flightless Birds in accordance with the uh, State Conservation Article 69A, B, and C... Uh, Harry, you don't have to read all that hmm? stuff. What does it mean? Is it a summons? A, B, and C. Hereby place in protective custody six straight-tight birds of the genus Struthio having a downy neck and head, a uh, body colored with soft feathers and two-toed feet. Sheriff, w what does all that mean? You can't exhibit the ostriches. But that's our main sideshow attraction. Uh, furthermore, the association will delegate a representative in order to... to in, in, uh, in order to... Um... In order to what, Harry? Well, no, no, I can't read it. Anyway, they told me. They're sending over someone to make sure your ostriches won't eat anything that might disagree with them. Won't disagree with them? Believe me, what that bird has eaten disagrees with me, not him. <laughs> met them all now. Big Bill Hendricks, six foot two of forbearance and patience, his beautiful daughter Julie, reporter Jack Simon, and a wealthy diplomat, poor by one big diamond, Sir Zafula Mohamed. Oh, did I forget half a dozen ostriches? Put them all together in our one ring sideshow and watch the big top spin when I return in a few moments with Act Two. Take your contact Take it now. Give your cold to contact. Can your cold medicine fight the congestion, shrink the swollen membranes, help relieve the runny, sneezy, cloggy misery caused by every known cold virus? Are you sure? Contact can. Today's contact does all that up to 12 hours, all day, all night, no matter what cold virus attacks. That's the wonder of contact. Give your cold to contact. Take only as directed. Back again, backstage at a one-ring circus and sideshow on its last legs. And standing around on its only legs, 
is an ostrich with a treasure in its tummy. Ostriches, by the way, are very like magpies who will snatch and swallow anything shiny. But which ostrich? And what can Big Bill do? And what of the Indian who holds a club over his head? And the fate of the show that's been told, it must not go on. Act two begins. Feeding, Mr. Hendricks? Hello, Simon. I see it's feeding time. Well, I'm glad you're here. Now, 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 look, kid, I was a little hard on you yesterday. I want you to call me Bill. Everybody does. And I'll call you Jack. <laughs> Might as well. After all, I've got eyes. Uh, oh, here you go, Luella. Might as well enjoy Troy's beef while it's still on the menu. What do you mean, Bill? You've got eyes. I see how you've been looking at Julie. I guess I have. But she hasn't been looking back. Well, she hardly knows you. I always keep an eye on her. I got to. <laughs> I'm both mother and dad to the kid. Oh? Yep. Her mother up and joined another outfit a long time ago. Haven't seen her since. Or the ringmaster she joined up with. Uh, Bill, there's something I want to talk to you about. Yeah, hold this cage door open, will you, while I drop in some apples for the ostrich family. And that's what I came to talk to you about, Bill. I asked our newspaper's lawyer what your rights are, and he said you ought to get yourself a lawyer to fight this injunction. Yeah. Know anyone who'll take a case for nothing? That's about all we have to spend now. Am I right, Julie? Are you right about what, Dad? You tell her, Jack. Daisy needs water. I'm going to fill these buckets. There's got to be a way. A darn shame. What is it, Julie? Oh, can I call you Julie? Your dad said I should call him Bill. Of course. You know, when I was little, I didn't know he was my father. Everybody called him Bill or Big Bill. Even my mother. I didn't call him Dad until I was ten. I guess the outfit has changed a lot since then. Well, for us. Because our big top was pretty small time, even for then. In lots of places, the night shows were lit with kerosene lamps. <laughs> You're not that old. No. Electricity had been invented, but... Well, like I say, where we'd perform, the boondocks, you know, backwoods, those places didn't have it, so we'd hang lanterns. One of my first jobs under canvas was to fill those lanterns. In fact, Dad had the reputation of being the best kerosene circuit man in the business. I made up my mind, Julie. I'm not going to let some fool bird society put you guys out of business. You going to make the sheriff turn in his badge? Uh, I got a better idea. One of these six apple eaters has a diamond in him. Nobody knows which. Everybody likes to bet on a long shot, and five to one aren't that bad odds. Suppose we get six people to put up the money to buy the six birds. Of course. Each one of them hopes he's got the ostrich with the diamond. Right. Now, would Big Bill sell? At a profit? Well, sure. We can always get more ostriches. <gasps> I know. Let's make it an auction. Oh, Jack, you've hit on a wonderful idea. They can stop us from exhibiting, but not from selling. Right, we'll make it countrywide. Anyone, anywhere can bid. Closed, sealed bids. I'll write it up in the paper. We'll get terrific coverage, you'll see. Oh, Jack. Better than a pig in a poke, it's a fortune in an ostrich. Julie, you and your dad could make a bundle. That's fantastic. Oh, I could kiss you. Well, why don't you? Julie didn't kiss me, but I came pretty close. Anyway, it was a good idea. My editor said so, and so did the publisher. The only one who was somewhat less than enthusiastic was Sir Zafrula Mumed. He dropped by the office two mornings later. 
I beg your pardon. Aren't you Mr. Jack Simon? Uh-huh. Uh, excuse me for not turning around. I'll be with you in a minute. I'm just polishing up this headline. Diamonds are a bird's best friend. There. Uh, I'll be back in a sec. Copy? Copy, boy. Here's the headline, okay? Now, what can I do for you? Oh, it's you, Sir Zafrula. Uh, to what do I owe this honor? Young man, this is an impertinence. This is? What is? Your story about the ostrich auction. My telephone's been ringing all morning. I had a call from New Delhi. My family wants to know what's going on. My superior called from Washington. I'm being made the laughing stock of the diplomatic community. Well, gee, Zap, I, I mean, Sir Zafarula, I'm sorry. I am not taking this lying down, Mr. Simon. It is up to you to call the auction off. Ah, well, you'd better talk to Big Bill Hendricks. They're his birds. I don't make things happen. I only report it. Uh, that's what we shall see. I put it to you. Will your paper print a denial and retraction or not? I hardly think so. If anyone calls it off, it'll have to be Big Bill. I'll have the law on you. You are in collusion with these circus people to make a profit out of my stolen diamond. If I were you, I'd check into the legality of this before going around threatening people. Our legal department tells us everyone is in the clear on this. You took no precautions whatsoever. You flaunted a shiny substance in front of a cage of ostriches everyone knows are susceptible to such attractions. Moreover, what is now in the bird is part of the bird, and that bird belongs to Big Bill Hendrick. I am appalled. Is that what you call American legality? My advice to you, sir, is that you submit a bid yourself. Pick the ostrich you wish to bid on and make them an offer. That's fair enough. There are six birds. If you like, bid on all of them. That gives you six chances. Incredible. As Muhammad is my witness, I shall have your State Department put a stop to this. Uh, hello, Jack. Um, may, I, may I come in? Julie. Well, you certainly may. Guess who came to see me this morning? Sir Zephyr? Mm-hmm. In person. I know. He came by to see Dad, too. Oh, that must have been some scene. You should have charged admission. Oh, Jack, it wasn't funny. He was making all kinds of threats if we hold that auction. Dad tried to explain to him that we really down on our luck, and while he understood and was really sorry, we needed the money. Oh, I felt like... Little Red Riding Hood begging. You should have seen him in here, huffing and puffing like the big bad wolf. <laughs> anyway, the upshot was he's going to get a hold of those animal protection people, the ones who served it with the summons, and with them, get us arrested. That's all bluff, and he knows it. They already told the sheriff it was okay to sell the ostriches. I told Sir Zafarula to make his own bid on the birds. Besides, no self-respecting diplomat is going to do something which would reflect on him. He said he was being made a laughing stock up there in Washington. So my bet is he's going to keep a low profile. That is, if he's really Sir Zafrula and there really was a diamond. What? Well, what are you talking about, Julie? Jack, that's why I came by to see you. I had this terrible thought. We're auctioning off six ostriches. And the come on to the buyer is that one of them has swallowed a $200,000 diamond. Exactly which he could return to Sir Zafrula if he wants and hold out for a reward. Maybe. Jack, you were there the day Sir Zafrula went on the tour of our sideshow. Yeah, I was right behind him. Did you actually 
see the diamond in his turban? Sure did. It was there, all right. Did you see one of the ostriches take it? I sure did. Are you sure? Because I didn't. Well, I didn't actually see the ostrich take the diamond, but... Well, I saw its head reach out and then duck back, and then... Let me see. Yes, and then Sir Zafirullah put his hand to his turban and he said, Where's my diamond? And there wasn't any diamond where there had been one before. Exactly. Nobody saw the bird take the diamond. Nobody. I ask everybody. Ah, uh, but I saw the one nearest us swallowing something. There was a, a big lump going down its neck. That could have been an apple. Besides that, we only have his word for it that the diamond was worth that much. Holy cow. I never thought of that. I mean, how do we know it was a real diamond? It could have been glass. He could have palmed it. And who is this man? We only have his word for it, that he's an important Indian who works for his embassy in Washington. But if he's a fake and the diamond's a fake, what would he get out of it? His last words to Dad were, if he didn't get at least half of what we made in the auction, he was going to sue us for misappropriating his property. He's got us. Look at it this way. Suppose there's no diamond in any ostrich and word gets out. Our bids are all coming in by letter. We could get held for defrauding through the U.S. mails. Hello? Hello? Hello, operator? You almost cut me off. Charlie? Is that you, Charlie? Hi, this is Jack Simon in Sarasota. How are things up there in Washington? Oh, everything's jumping down here. Ah, you picked up the story on the wire services, then you know. Yep. Yeah, I understand we've already got 500 sealed bids on the six ostriches. It's, it's crazy, huh? Listen, I'll tell you why I called you. Will you nose around and find out all you can about this Sir Zafrula character? Check the State Department, the Indian Embassy, check everything. Will you, Charlie? Great. Thanks a lot, pal. Hendrix Brothers Circus and Sideshow. Julie, is that you? Dad, I've been looking for you everywhere. Where are you? In jail. In jail? What for? Oh, it's our Indian friend. He came by with the sheriff and said just so that I'd know he wasn't kidding, he had me arrested on suspicion of stealing his diamond. Listen, will you tell Jack Simon what's happened and then hot-foot it down here with some bail? <laughs> Oh, Julie, am I glad to see you. Where's Jack? He said he'd meet us here. That bail cleaned us out. Say, Sheriff, this bail money is returnable, isn't it? Well, if you don't skip town. If I kill that Indian, I might just have to do that. Well, take it easy, Dad. Maybe it won't be necessary. You got a better way? I got to thinking. How do we know it was a real diamond? And who is he? Is he really who he says he is? Well, well not so fast. It could be the old Griff, Dad. Huh? The old shell game. Three-card Monty. Only we're being played for the sucker. Hey. Hey, I never thought of that. That guy seemed awfully anxious to have me save that warrant. Oh, I'm glad you waited, Big Bill. I'm sorry about this. Did you call Washington, Jack? I did. My friend just called me back. It's no con. No swindle. You mean... Sir Zafirullah is on the level. Well, the Indian Embassy does have a Sir Zafirullah Mohmed on the staff. He's not in Washington right now. They say he went south for the winter. What about the diamond in his turban? Yep. What do you mean, yep, Jack? 
I mean, that guy does wear a diamond in his hat. A uh, turban. The secretary at the embassy said he was quite sure about that. Everyone in Washington knows it. Well, there's one thing we know they don't know in Washington. What's that? Sir Zafrula isn't wearing a diamond anymore. There's a saying in the circus that when you're teaching a horse, a lion, or an elephant, you've got to break his spirit. If you don't, he'll break yours. Fate seems to be challenging Big Bill at every turn, trying to break his spirit. But every year, he comes up with a new trick and won't let go. Can things get any worse than they are now? Let's find out when I return shortly with Act Three. Welcome back to the Big Top. Julie Hendricks, as you may remember, was perfecting her trapeze act, but her mind wasn't always on the swinging bar. It's split-second precision work. And, well, when you're thinking about lawsuits and ostriches and diamonds and auctions and the possible foreclosure on your circus and sideshow... What happened, Big Bill? Yeah, who's that? It's me, Jack Simon. Who's hurt? Julie. What? Oh, how'd that happen? That's what I'd like to know. She fell. Oh, that's terrible. Say, you want to come to the hospital with me? I'll drive you there. No, no, thanks. I got too much to do here. You don't want to go to the hospital to see your own daughter? Oh, she wasn't hurt bad. Okay, Bill, if you say so. Oh, I told her to be careful. She wouldn't listen to me. I don't know why she didn't stick to keeping the books. Who needs another aerialist? All she was thinking of was that darned auction. Now, don't be angry at her. It'll turn out great. This morning, we got over a hundred more sealed bids sent to the paper. An awful lot of people want to get their bids in before they're opened Monday at ten. Well, how's your mail? It keeps coming in. You heard anything from the Indian? Not a word. Every day, I expect a new trick from him. He's going to hang me if he can. <laughs> I know. The Indian rope trick. He'd try that if it would get him anywhere. Well, I'll see you, Bill. I'm off to the hospital. Big Bill was right Julie hadn't been hurt too bad in that fall Her leg was in a cast But she insisted on organizing the auction Even from her bed at the hospital So we decided to open the bids Right there at her bedside And to make sure everyone would know it was on the up and up Julie was given a private room Courtesy of the hospital And the sheriff himself came over to supervise Sheriff, have you ever seen so many letters? Well, I'd hate to count them. Well, you're going to be helping me. Now, uh, we can use the foot of my bed for a desk. Uh, what time is it? It's almost ten. That's when we start opening the bids, right? Uh-huh. Now, what we do is uh, very simple. The sixth highest bids win the six birds. But, of course, that won't be decided until every envelope in this room is opened. Well, that makes sense. Where is Mr. Hendricks? He'll drop by later if he can, but somebody's got to mind the store. Our cook blew last night, so Dad's got to take charge of the cook tent. Now, what's keeping Jack? Is it 10 o'clock yet? Uh, yeah, uh, one more minute. Who is it? It's me, Jack Simon. Oh, hi. Come on in. 
Ah, you're just in time for the main event, Jack. I wouldn't miss it. Here's one more envelope addressed to you, Julie. It was stuck in your door. Well, I think between the three of us, it shouldn't take too long. Uh, open the envelopes and write the bid quoted on the envelope. All those under 200, just throw in a corner. Two to 500 in one pile. 500 and one to 750 in a second pile. And anything over $751 into a third pile. Uh, do you think you'll get those kind of bids? I'll tell you, Harry. I'm hoping they get bids of a couple of thousand for each bird. Enough to tide Big Bill and Julie over till the spring. Hey. <gasps> Will you listen to this? It's the, it's the letter that was stuck in my door. It says... I will not bid one rupee for what is my own diamond. May the curse of my ancient house fall upon those under the big top. Sincerely yours, Z.M. Zafarula Mumed. <laughs> nice sentiment. <laughs> you mean the sincerely yours. I'd say. Well, at least he's sincere. To say the least, it was a doggone good auction, and I'm glad I had a hand in getting word of it to all takers. Bids came from everywhere. In fact, one of the highest from as far away as Alaska. The next few weeks were busy and hectic. Julie got out of the hospital. I hardly saw her. The six new owners were notified and showed up to claim what each hoped was the richest ostrich. And for that hope, that dream, the six of them had paid a total of $26,000. More than all six ostriches and all the animals in the sideshow were worth. On my day off, I took a ride out to the winter quarters. Perhaps to have a look in on Julie. Well, if it isn't our friendly reporter, Jack Simon. Long time no see. Hi, Big Bill. How's it going? Fine, just fine. You're getting to be quite a circus fan. Oh, I always was. Inherited from my dad, who loves him. Uh, how's Daisy? <laughs> you see? She hears you calling her name and she speaks out. Daisy likes you, Jack. <laughs> I was thinking of getting me another elephant to keep her company. Anything happening I could write a follow-up story on? Did you ever get any flack from Sir Zafrula? Not a peep. Funny thing. You know, after the highest bidders were selected, I promised him their names so he could get in touch and maybe make a deal with them. He was supposed to show up last Monday, and when I called that big hotel on the beach he stayed at, well, they said he checked out that morning. I guess he gave up and went back to Washington. Well, I don't think him leaving town is worth more than a line in the story. Mm. What else? Now you've got a little bankroll, you going to make any improvements? Yeah, I got a new boa constrictor on order. I was thinking Julie might train it to wrap around her neck. <laughs> That's a sure audience getter. Yes, uh, well, maybe I'll interview her about that. Is she around? Nope. She's left town, too. What do you mean? I don't know. I expect I'll hear from her one of these days. Last Monday, I looked around, she wasn't there. Packed a suitcase and left. Disappeared. Well, isn't that kind of strange? That is for her. I've never known her to up and go anywhere without telling me first. Jack! Hey, Jack, where you going? I haven't told you about a new camel I got my eye on. I walked away from Big Bill Hendricks with the kind of sinking feeling you get when the bad news is only going to get worse. Julie and Zafarula checking out at the same time. That was no coincidence. How come I didn't get wise to them? Oh, it took me a long time to get over it. 
I never did go back to Big Bill's winter quarters. A couple of months later, at Easter time, I went north to visit my folks in Schenectady. Jack, look at you. Brown all over. I never get a tan like that. Oh, you could, Pa. Why don't you and Mom come on down to Florida? We've been talking about it. Besides good weather, we've got something in Florida that'll warm you even more than the sun. Do you have? So what's that? Circuses. Circuses? Mm Mm-hmm. Ah, yes, I remember that clipping you sent us about that crazy ostrich auction. Hey, wait a minute. I just read there's a circus that came into town and going to open Saturday. How about you and me making a day of it, eh? Well, sure, Pa. Why not? Where's that thing I saw about it in the Herald? Oh, here it is. Hendricks Brothers Circus and Sideshow. Greatest little show under the big top. Say, that name has a familiar ring to it. Talk about coincidence. I had to travel 1,500 miles to run into the very circus I didn't want to see. I'd never really gotten over Julie. Suddenly... The hurt began to hurt all over again. I promised myself, no matter how important it was to Pa, I just couldn't, I wouldn't see any of those people ever again. (laughs) Famous last words. About midnight, two blocks from the lot where they were putting up Bill Hendricks' big top, I found a late-night diner, open. I thought I was the only customer until I heard voices from the next booth. They couldn't see me. I couldn't see them, but I knew who they were all right. Ah, getting set up for these two-day stands are always the hardest. Uh, what about the one-day stands, Julie? We don't have to do those anymore, thank goodness. Where's Big Bill? Oh, he'll be along for coffee and sinkers. Well, partner, any new ideas? No, I was thinking about something we might pull off with trained dogs or uh, pigeons. You know, pigeons are better. Pigeons are dirty. No, no, no. The beautiful part about pigeons, Julie, is that they can be trained to come in, out of the sky, fly into a window, pick up what you want, and then fly out, and no one's the wiser. I don't like it. Dad won't either. A con is a con. It's legitimate. Anything else is outright stealing. Now, will you guys keep your voices down? Sit down, Dad. What's the matter? Here, come on, next to me in the booth. I could hear you talking about stealing and conning practically out in the street. What are you trying to do? Give Hendricks Brothers Circus and Sideshow a bad name? Hard to believe. I wanted to get up and run out, but how could I, supposing they saw me? I crunched down in my seat, wishing I was anywhere in the world but that all-night diner in Schenectady. Yeah, I didn't know how hungry I was. Dad, you never told me you and Zaff go way back. Are you still calling him Zaff? His name's Paul. I know. But after that magnificent performance as Sir Zafrula, <laughs> you will always be Zaf to me. Yeah, we go way back. And me thinking the first time we all worked together was in Florida. In this business, it's easy to lose track of old friends. Zaf sure showed up at the right moment. Well, $26,000. Not bad. And to think she was in on it. My Julie. There was no diamond. No ostrich with kleptomania. Nobody had swallowed anything but those poor six suckers who'd swallowed the story hook, line, and sinker and paid $26,000 for six moth-eaten birds worth maybe $500. I went back to my father's, 
my tail between my legs. And the next day, I put in a long-distance call to my friend Charlie in Washington. I just had to be sure. Hello, Charlie. Oh, thanks for calling me back. You actually saw him? Does he have a diamond in his turban? He didn't go to Florida? I see. No, 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 I was just checking. And you're sure he's the real knighted Sir Zafrula Mumet? Okay. <laughs> he was upset, eh? Sure, somebody else impersonating him. Well, there's an inside story, sure, but I don't know what to do about it yet. But I'll call you back, Charlie, if I decide to follow through. And thanks, pal. So long. If you decide to follow through on what track? Mm, pa, sometimes a story isn't a story. Especially if you happen to be personally involved. A girl? You guessed it. Some number. And she turned out to be a wrong number. Boy, they had one neat confidence game going. Just the three of them, and they'll do it again. And you haven't the heart to expose them because of the girl, huh? I was just as much conned by the other two. Her father and this guy who pretended to be an Indian diplomat. <laughs> was I ever. Jack Simon, why don't you write it? Yeah, I should. I should. If only to warn others to watch their step. To point out what old P.T. Barnum always said. There's a sucker born every minute. Right, including me. Maybe I will write the story. I've got just the byline for it, too. The Richest Ostrich by Simple Simon. But Jack Simon never did write that story. I guess nobody willingly likes to admit having been taken in, taken for a fool. Just the same, the cons go on. Even as I'm talking to you, somewhere in these great 50 states of ours, someone's been set up to believe he can beat the game. That he's pulling a fast one, making a fast buck. But he won't be. He, too, will find out he's been taken. Will folks never learn? I'll be back with a happier postscript shortly. Next time someone sidles up to you and says, Hey, buddy, want to buy a hot watch? Or a hot fur coat? Genuine mink? Or a hot television set? Try to remember hot means they're stolen. And these characters will steal from you, too. As you may discover when you get your hot bargain home and the genuine mink is squirrel, the watch won't run, and the brand new TV set is a piece of junk in a brand new sealed carton. Remember... Nobody gets something for nothing. You get what you pay for. Our cast included Don Scardino, Patricia Elliott, Leon Janney, and Earl Hammond. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. Should have left a light on. Who needed it? With the moon. It's just gone behind a cloud. Can't you find the door to our stateroom? Well, if I can't, I know my wife has cat's eyes. <laughs> oh, here we are. Ladies first. Uh, 
Huh? First, I'll find a light. There we are. Now. <laughs> I carry you across the threshold. Oh, my darling. It's all such heaven, such rapture. Here we go. Watch the bulkhead. The last thing I'd ever do is drop you. My... Oh! Are you out of your mind? Who, who are you? Oh! Jim! Uh, Jim! He acted like he wanted to kill us. Who was that? Jim! Oh, good Lord, you're bleeding. What happened, darling? Mrs. E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.